Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm Nikki, and um, what a great show we have for you. Um, we are recording these a week in advance because we all wanted a week off for the 4th of July, kind of. Or I guess I wanted one. I just didn't want to schlep my equipment to um, upstate New York where I'm going. And so, um, can you this, talk it's about this? Fun. I, this is an yeah, annual event, is it not? Or no? Yeah, it is. It's uh, Brian's here. But Brian's back. Oh, I didn't say Brian was. Maybe I did say no. Yeah, you've been back for a while now. This is the <laughs> We've second done week. Four back. episodes this week. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is your second week. Okay, so Brian's back. If you haven't noticed, you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> um, and I've been talking too much. But Brian is back, and um, and Anya's here. Brian's back from his wedding, uh, and Anya's headed into hers this weekend. I like Not how right we now land we're recording this. this. <laughs> I know. And then Noah is just on the precipice of, of starting to plan hers, which after hearing what Brian and Anya have gone through, I don't think there's a wedding that's imminent for, for Noah. She might elope. It really is remarkable how I how stressful it can get, even though I didn't care yes. really about anything other than people having a good time. But it just builds and builds and builds. And I don't think there's any way around it. Leading up to the yeah, wedding, you're just going to be stressed. I'm not doing that. I'm I'm gonna find a way around it when I get married. You're gonna have a wedding planner. Yeah. 
It's called- wedding planners though will bring you into the their stress. And you still have to make this is the thing. People always go, Nikki, get an assistant for this. Get it. You can just go to instead of waiting all day to get a car at a place, just have someone get you a car. I'm like, but I gotta tell that guy what to do, and that's stressing me out. Yeah. So even allocating, even though I know what having a wedding planner would be great, but Anya, you've you even like the kombucha email, like you had to decide, <laughs> is it gonna be one large container or are they gonna serve themselves? Well, I don't have a planner. If I had a planner, the planner would be getting all those emails. So I'm sure oh, that that's you think so much- you don't think the planner oh, yeah. would go, Hey, what do you want? A big one or a small one? Well the planner like, still might to- be like uh, I'm gonna send Anya one email a week with a bunch of annoying questions in it, as opposed to every day. It's mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not calling Endless. anyone annoying, by the way, if they're listening. Like I appreciate all the work. <laughs> she is, but behind your back. She would never do it on air. Do you have a day no, no, of no. on site uh helper? I do. Thank that's good. God. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pivotal. Someone told me that at a Nikki show, a bestie came up and was like, get a day of planner if you can. I did it. It was fifteen hundred bucks, and it was the best thing. You're like it's my husband. I could ever have <laughs> Matt. He's tour managing your <laughs> <Yeah>. wedding. <laughs> I got. I have um, the lovely Derek Brake, uh, Kate Walsh's ex assistant, because Kate has been lovely enough to offer her home to me to get married there. Uh, by the way, I did want to say the other day when we were talking about how actors are so annoying. I was going to say it is so true, except Kate Walsh is one of the only actors I've ever met in my life who genuinely cares who she's talking to and will remember things oh, about she's, them. She's different. Yeah. Yes. She's unlike any other. She's like no, a human no, being. That's not, My point about actors is not that people shouldn't, that they're not great people and that some of them can't be because a lot of them are great people. But people saying that they're fans of actors is flawed because you do not know that person personally. Right. You can be a fan of their acting, but you're not a fan of the person unless you really, you've seen them on Hot Ones or, <laughs> you know, like the Conan podcast. Like you've got a sense of who they are. I'm not talking about Colbert for five minutes. Oh, she was funny, had some good stories. I mean, like an extended podcast podcast where they they revealed something of themselves that's a little bit more interesting otherwise you are a fan of them as an actor you are not a fan of the person yeah you're like a little kid you like go up to robert downey jr and like wait you're not iron man (laughs) and you get upset yeah yes it's so it's disappointing to meet your idols sometimes it really is you never say like compliments to like you never just like a fan of a chef's work, but you're like, I like this guy. Like, I'm trying to think of your mechanic. You you like like your mechanic for what he does on your car, but you're not like, he's a guy I want to hang out with. But we extend that to actors mm-hmm. because we, th- and some people maybe do want to hang out with their mechanic. I want to hang out with my mechanic. Just- I love my mechanic. He's cool. My guy. mechanic yeah, invited he- me to go to Egypt. I want to hang out with him. What? Really? <laughs> I'm in. There's sharks there. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for those shark attacks. Papa. Um, call back. Uh, sorry. You gotta terrible, listen to terrible all the apps or I else you're not going to get the Papa callbacks. I think, I feel, I feel like we could have been canceled before. The, that episode hasn't aired in my world that I'm recording this. We could have been canceled for moment. that episode. And so this might not even air because iHeart is like, they went too far. Papa. Um, but so your wedding's coming up. Um, Brian's has just ended. Uh, Noah is engaged. I mean, there's a lot, and I'm moving in with my boyfriend. There's a what? lot of activity, that, a lot of uh, a, like. Wait, I didn't know oh, that. You didn't oh, know? Brian doesn't know. Wait, no, I listened, I, but I didn't. I, guess I don't I didn't want hear it that. to be like an announcement. So I don't blame you for not noticing because I don't want it to be a big like ding. Like when I, then there's like a like ding 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 
like a spinning newspaper yeah. slow motion, you know, like I don't want you that update your Facebook it. relationship status. Yeah, now it's complicated. <laughs> um, before it was, you know, in a relationship. But yeah, um, Chris is like going to slowly start moving his stuff in, and then when I'm I'm going to LA for a couple months to work on a thing, so he is going to in that time like convert my guest room uh-huh. into his closet, which is going to be great because I I mean I don't even use it, and then we're gonna he's just going to do everything. You will have the most organized like closet of all time. I do now because he hired organizers for me a couple years ago. So I already have that. And then he's, yeah, for himself. It's insane what this guy is. I've slept in his closet. uh, Yeah, you could. I've slept in it and I was remarking about how organized it was. Yeah. Wait, at his house? Yeah, I went. Oh, oh, in the one. Oh, yeah, in his house in St. Louis. Yeah, when I did Ludoween, Chris graciously allowed Allie and I to sleep in his house. And I think he stayed at your house while you were on tour. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Allie slept in his we bed. We maintained the separate the- beds. And really? Yeah. Allie slept in his bed and I slept so in his closet. Cool. Yes. And that closet is clean and it's um it's, it's so it's so cute over there. Yeah. Yeah, he's a cutie. And um for those but of I you just who have, just tuned in, bit- Brian has sleeps separately from Allie because um he has sleep issues, including screaming, right? Well, it's not just that. I believe that it's a it, it's something that everybody should do. If you if you don't miss sleeping next to your partner, it it allows you to sleep better. You can have different sleep schedules. Allie's sleeping right now. It is currently uh, two o'clock yeah, in the afternoon out here, and I woke I up at six thirty because I don't have a blackout curtain, and the sun wakes me up like I'm a farmer in the eighteen hundreds every fucking day. Yeah, you need to get a blackout curtain. Yeah. I would recommend that before a sleep mask. We were kind of talking before the podcast about a sleep mask for you, but just get because that sleep mask is going to come off by the morning anyway. Yeah. It's good to help you get into maintain like when you're ready to go to sleep. It's good to like be like it's time to sleep, and you to kind of train your face to feel it, and then you're like, oh, it's sleep time. But it's gonna come off, and the sun will wake you up. You gotta get blackout curtains, Brian. Yeah, no, I'm. I, I gotta get blackout Allie to do it. Go to Home Depot. She knows. Yeah. Uh, she knows the curtains better than me, and so she's on. She's on. She ordered some samples, and I'm, I hope they get here soon Smart. because I am desperately tired. Mm. Yeah. Well, until then, get just go to Walgreens, get a sleep mask. I well, I have this Lunia one, and uh, this, this one is such garbage. I I have the same one, and they <laughs> and they send it to me free as like to promote it, and I couldn't even do it because it's so not good. Well, okay, it was like fifty dollars. It's better than like other sleep masks nothing. that I've tried so far. It's better. Yeah, it's better than nothing. And I've tried other sleep masks that are too tight <laughs> That's on my their head. Slogan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, better than uh, b- nothing. You know, the least we could do. But I yeah. do, I do see what you're saying. That sometimes light gets in through the uh, over overachieving nose hole, and yes. it gets right in underneath there. And then by the morning, it is somewhere else. It's oh like it's like tucked in my pillow by the end of the day. <laughs> Night. Yeah, I wake up every. I love waking up and like it's off my face, and I just like feel around blindly like a blind mole rat, <laughs> and then I find it, and then I put it back on, and then it's just like time to go back into dream world. It's so awesome. I love sleep masks. It's my number one thing I would bring to like if I was on Survivor or something. Wow, mascara and a sleep mask. Would you sneak it up your butt if you were going to jail? Oh yeah, you you need a sleep mask up in jail for sure. That would be important. Or I would just learn how to sleep with my arm sure. over my eyes like this. If you had like, to, if you were going to jail for three years and you could only, obviously you can only fit a certain amount of things in your butt, what would be the top two things you would put in your butt to get you through the three years in jail? Oh, fuck. That's a good question. Tea. Um, uh, he's done saying it. <laughs> <Tea>. <laughs> I was waiting for the echo to stop. Um, 
uh, callback. Um, yeah, tea. You would bring tea on, yeah, for Gotta sure. Have and you would it. be making tea in the toilet or whatever they do. <laughs> oh, Never mind. I, you can only have a perfect cup of tea. So unless I can have a perfect cup what of kind tea. What kind of tea? English breakfast has to be. And what what made you land on English breakfast out of all of them? Did you try the picos? Did you try the? Yeah, I have tried Darjeeling. I do love a Darjeeling too, but it just to me, it's the perfect tea. Tea. Do you guys hear it? Yeah, like, well, and even uh, your your jaw and mouth move like a. I like did. The, it went. It 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 unhooked. It unhinged like a fucking like viper a, eating a mouse. I was making a list for myself tea. earlier today, and I was like, "Things you need to do today," and it was something like, you know, buy Parmesan cheese, get tea, and then I went. Like I started laughing and I rewound. I'm like, oh fuck, I really do say along. Tea. You do. I like it. You just lean into the tea. I'm thinking I would bring, I really like this. Um, I would want to write while I'm in there, and uh-huh. I wouldn't want to write with like a dull pencil or maybe a pencil that had been sharpened where the 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 brown part is like too extended to the tip. Do you know when like you sharpen a pencil in yes. the lead and the, yes. the wood? Yes. Like you're writing with the wood. Ugh. I want to, I'd rather life in prison than write with <laughs> torn wood. cotton. It's worse than getting, you know, shivved in the shower <laughs> than is writing like on, and then like ha- having to write like on your mattress as like the, so I'd want like a clipboard up my ass yeah. and um, a fe- like a, a felt tip marker type pen. That's good. Um and then the Bible. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I uh, of course, I don't know. Naturally, I would be writing my own. Um, I don't know what what else I would want. A sleep mask, probably. Yeah, the, that's or a white noise machine. So any kind of thing. This is a lot of shit going on my ass. <laughs> but listen, if you know anything about me, I've been working towards this. So it's um, yeah, like a, an Amazon Echo could probably <laughs> fit up my ass at this point. Many uh, people long, got some great writing ones. done in in prison. Martin Luther King, like Hitler. Oh, yeah. Uh, Plato, oh, great people. Socrates, they all wrote great in jail. People, not That's great true. people. He wrote Mein Kampf. There's nothing else jail. to do. Mein Kampf was TikTok in jail. In there. Yeah. Oh, he did. Wait, what was he in prison for? His art. Hitler. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I could tell you all about Hitler. He was. Uh, tell me. Well, he was in prison for trying to uh, create a coup for the government before the Nazis took over. Sound familiar? So he, My mom used to love that word. The coup. She used to be like EJ. We just got the biggest coup. Front row st- and I'd go, what is a coup? Like as a kid, I always remember it was like this girls, we have our hands on one of the biggest coups. Ever. Like she almost like sounds like Trump, but it was always talking about a coup. Like EJ, this is a major coup. Like we are getting this beef tenderloin for $7.99. Coup, what is- baby. And I don't think she really understood what it meant and that she couldn't be in prison for it. Um, so okay. So Hitler got, Hitler was trying to be Hitler before people, he, before he, he learned he- how to be, uh, charismatic a or little whatever? bit too early he went for the coup and he was nearly killed in fact there was a <gasps> some of his compatriots were killed right by like bullets flew past Whoa. hitler uh what? in this moment and hit people behind him and killed them Jesus and he survived Christ. he went to jail and wrote Mein Kampf in jail. And is this like the th- tw- late twenties, thirties? This like, has got to be the late twenties, early thirties. I'm not even, okay, you know, but uh, yeah. Well, you seem to be. Yeah, you know, I, I watch a lot of Hitler documentaries. What, what can you talk me through the mustache? Like, because no one else was wearing that then. 
Um, you know, like you think, oh, that's just the style, but it's like you look around, and you go, no, it wasn't. <laughs> so it, it was stylish. Even, what a, didn't like Charlie but did Chaplin? Did you see any others? Oh yeah, Charlie did. Okay. And that like the that duo, I forget what their Laurel names and are. Yeah, Laurel and Hardy. You're yes. right. Okay, you're right. They do have the mustaches. You know Joe Mackey's joke about Hitler. Um, I think I do, but please tell well, me again. The, the, the joke do it is in that voice. he convinced everybody <laughs> that blonde-haired, blue-eyed people were superior when he had brown hair. <laughs> oh, yes. That's such a great joke because yeah. it's so right good. there and no one said it yet. Yeah. And no one's thought it. But Joe Mackey, if you have a chance to go see him, he tours like, he should be doing theaters. He's on America's Got Talent. He's one of the funniest guys out there. And um, if you give a, ch- if you, if he comes to your comedy club, like a funny bone near you or like a crackers or something you consider yourself very lucky that you get to go see him for a cheap ticket because he's amazing m-a-c-h-i joe Mackey. you should look him up because he's he's one of a kind um yeah so you know a lot about hitler okay things in jail what would you bring to jail brian um well i have an answer that's like you know how when someone's like what's the most dangerous animal then they go human being and you're like fuck you oh yeah so yours is like i would would bring bring... cigarettes because then i can trade those for anything (laughs) and smoke them man i would start smoking again in prison and that is a good that yeah that's that's a good that's like the three wishes like i'd wish for more wishes and yours is just more cigarettes from a genie (laughs) and the genie's like you're not going to jail why do you keep asking for cigarettes (laughs) but you watch 60 days in right I did. So you have 60 an interview. days in. Yeah. So 60 days out. after watching that, I'm like, I don't know what what would work. Like, it sounds like different charisma. Snacks. Yeah. And like a good posture and like an imposing presence. Yeah. Wait, like is you want to be an in alpha. like in a reality show about jail? Yeah, it was a reality show on A and E where people voluntarily went into prison oh. and. See, see if they could last 60 days and was there like a cash prize like what was the incentive I don't even remember uh, there was no cash prize I think it was just like to prove to you could prove do it you like could a survival it, show and then you're helping out the prison and prove it's blah 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 <gasps> Right, right. So they, yeah. But then they, they have to come up with a story because if anyone susses out that they're like full of shit, because there's also like the documentary crew like kind of following them, but it's mostly like, you know, um, CCTV footage mm-hmm. of them trying to make their way, making my way downtown, Quentin, <laughs> <laughs> correctional facility. Like it's really them just trying to figure out their place there. And like, and it, yeah, it Does seems anyone very get hard. hurt or harmed or beat up or worse. I'm sure there was like a little of that, but no, because all the guards know that that person not is not the guards, really a, only the wait, the guards didn't know you're Nobody right. Nobody knows the except foreman, the foreman, but person, if it gets close, right. they have a signal where you can put a towel over your head and walk around <gasps> like you're a sad right. ghost and they'll take you out. And they'll take you out. And that's when you've like tapped out yeah. if you're, you're before using like a little And the there was that one guy technology. one season who was so lame. He was lying to it. He he tapped out after like three hours and then he got put into uh-huh. solitary confinement. And <gasps> he said he had his stomach hurt and he would never get he couldn't get he never got oh, out of that solitary. Pussy. Yeah. And he was he talked such a good game going in. That was game. so funny yeah. to see because you really wanted him to fail because he wasn't the type of confidence that you're like, this guy's got it. And then he failed and you're like, Oh, that sucks. You were like like, no, this guy, I want him to get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. I want him to like have a a, um, a moment. Um, that's, uh, yeah, that show, I, I should watch it again at some point. I'm sure there's many seasons I haven't seen. I'm watching Jury Duty right now. It is fucking amazing. 
I can't recommend it enough. A bestie wrote to me saying, thank you, God, that you, someone, she said that someone on the podcast had said jury duty was okay. And I was kind me. of like, oh, oh. But I changed I my tune because I didn't know the premise. And What's now the I premise? Oh, you, when you said that, you didn't know the yeah, premise? Yeah, I was like, eh, oh, I don't get it. Anya. Yeah. That would have... This is so funny. This is happening to people where they don't well, know the slide that the guy that is- says the only thing about this that isn't a jury or whatever is that everyone is an actor except one person. So I missed that right. slide because it's really quick. It is quick, but I just don't know how anyone would. I don't watch a show unless I kind of know a lot about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that would ever sell me on this show is that the premise. So I feel like that's why my question to you was like, why did you start watching this then? I just saw it on Instagram. Someone I follow was like, this show is incredible. It's genius. And I was like, I got to try this out. But I was doing other okay. stuff and I missed the beginning. Right. And I'm like, yeah. also the main guy looks weirdly familiar. Like he could be an mm. actor. He's like cute. And mm. the the one who's not an yeah. actor. And I was just So like, there's one guy so that's good? not an actor and everyone around him is an improv actor and they're brilliant and they're it's they're doing a documentary about a about jury duty and so he believes that he's on a documentary but he doesn't know that everything is fake around him and it's like Truman show-esque and it's so funny <laughs> so good. and it's so it's so funny. I am like I'm so wowed. Lisa Gilroy, uh, I wrote to her. I've written to several of the actors in the show saying you are a comedic genius because it's just like they just need to know. That was so so, good. They're so good. Oh my God. She's like, and like, then they started writing really nasty comments and like, and (laughs) and she says as well a lot. I'm an influencer and as well as my dog, I also am a representative for his Instagram as well as I do lash tech and as well as I am an actress as well as a model as well. And she, you can tell she has studied that girl who did the maps thing and it was like, as well as the Iraqs and as well as. So they're all improvising. um, It's not written at all. Would you, is it? No. It's written, you know, it's like Curb probably where they're Uh like, here's where we want it to go, but here's, it's like a, here's where it's going to go. Uh And they're so in control of all of the factors and all of the things leading up to it that it it kind of, you'll see. It's so good, Brian. You'll really like it. Okay, we're going to go to break. Go watch Jury Dirty. Don't, just kidding. Don't listen to me. Um, Keep listening to the podcast. I'll be right back. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. 
Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Um, okay, so I just went to a voice lesson. We um, did a podcast earlier today, and then I went to a voice lesson. And I had, like, a breakthrough because I played a song for my voice teacher, and I looked up, and he was crying. Aww. Isn't that great? I'm so Honestly, it's, like, the best accomplishment I could ever have because he said I let him down so much in my performance. No, um, he was <laughs> sad tears. Of yeah, I mean, he was. We are very, we're good friends, and so we always kind of like catch up first for about like a half hour, yeah. and then the rest of the time is singing. Oh, I know, I know so he goes. had been, we had been sharing. You, you know about from your dance coach. Well, from all sorts of things. My physical therapist, it, like, it's like, wait, I, I need physical therapy too, actually. But we just talked for 40 <laughs> Every minutes. lesson I've ever taken, I become, you know, if the person's halfway decent or someone I would like, I become friends with them. And then I'm just, it's an excuse to hang out with them. Yeah. And right. so I just think, yeah, but that's just the way we do it. And I really like it because um, I know now that the becoming like, um, to to have someone teach me how to do this thing that I'm struggling with, bingo card, scratch it off, guys. I'm talking about singing. <laughs> the thing to be able to get that vulnerable, I have to trust someone so much mm-hmm. and like have a very, very um intimate relationship in terms of like what we the things we share about our lives. And so we have become like really close friends. And he shared uh a, like he was having like a tough day. And so I think he was already in 
the mindset to like maybe cry and needed to get it out. But for me to be able to pull it out when he was not crying to begin with Mm -hmm. was, uh, I think, I think as a singer songwriter, Anya, you got to think when someone, do you remember when you've made someone cry? Well, any time anyone's ever said like that song made me cry or, you know, I do a lot of times at our shows, uh, I'll do satellite heart from the twilight soundtrack was, which is available now at iTunes, Amazon, wherever you get your digital music and people will say mm-hmm. I heard um, like the second you started playing that song, it just like took me back and wow. I cried and I'm like, that is the best compliment. And then they'll ruin it by being like, I'm so embarrassed that I love that song. I'm so <laughs> embarrassing that I love that no, soundtrack. They, they are embarrassed. They like Twilight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not your song. They don't say your song. No, but they're they always they're like, Oh my like God, it's so embarrassing. I totally know that song from the Twilight soundtrack. I'm like, it's so embarrassing. Embarrassing! Yeah. I was on it. Um, no, it's, yeah. a, it's a proud achievement of mine. But of course, there's no I feel better the same way about reality. People are always like, "I watch F Boy Island." I know. I'm like, I, <laughs> I it's good. It. Don't. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Like what you like. It's like obviously Twilight was very successful because something, anything teenage girls like as a culture, we just dismiss as being dumb. Mm. And uh, th- this isn't my original thought, but I read this like there was like a comic about it and it's like anything women all young girls like we dismiss culturally because it's they are you know emotional and they're uh inf- they're obsessed with things and they're just um what's it they're just um it doesn't really have a lot of it doesn't carry a lot of meaning or right, it's like um, vapid and vapid that's the word yes thank you and and it's not it's like no we're kind of on to something we might we're more emotional young girls that are going through the change um and so maybe we're more in tune with things that are extremely emotional and um maybe it's good yeah but were twilight movies good i never saw one i've seen your scene but i've never seen one yeah and I I've seen it a couple times, but I've never seen another one. I'm embarrassed to say. And the books, I don't think I ever. I didn't read the books, but I heard they were. I didn't. Um, I don't think they were like. You know, even but J.K. Rowling, people are like, no, she's a great writer. But then with who wrote Twilight books? Um, that was. <laughs> Nikki, don't you, come William Faulkner. Come on, Anya. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to set you up. You should know that. I know. I knew her name at one point. Of course, of Stephanie course. It's been years. Meyer. Meyer. Stephanie, Stephanie Meyer. Meyer. Yes. Yes. I didn't know that. Meyer, of course. Yes, <laughs> Stephanie Meyer from Hartford, Connecticut, 49 years Did old. Did you guys ever read um, the? The gray ones, the, the what's it called? The shades of gray, shades of fifty gray? shades of yeah. gray. Oh yeah, fifty shades of gray. Yeah. Did you ever? I think read I those? read that. Yeah. I read one. Through I only 49. read the the nasty parts. The n- <laughs> I only I only read the parts where it was like, whoa, this is pornographic, and it was nothing. Yeah, I remember it thinking that boring. too. I felt like it was when we I just lived went, together. It was, and I went we through traded. all of it, and I remember, yeah, we we read it to each other, and I was just like, this is kind of like not that big of a deal. When you're watching gangbangs every night, it's hard to like really, <laughs> it's it's not it's not easy to make me blush, yeah. um, unless it's that scene from uh, The Departed. Oh God, I gotta um, watch that. So after you guys talked about The Departed, I was listening to oh, it on so on good. the drive, I and I was, and me, me and Allie were like, we've got to rewatch that movie. It's yeah. so good. It is so okay. So you've seen it. Yeah, oh, it I've is seen so it. Good. I've seen. It. So isn't the oh, the cry as a musician is that like the equivalent of an applause break or like a standing ovation or a spit take for a comedian? I mean, you guys tell me what what is it 
Oh, are you asking, Tiki? Okay, go ahead. I'm asking anyone. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the equivalent of uh, for me, I will say as a comedian, it's equivalent of I have never had anyone say the things that I've been thinking yeah. my whole life or something like that where they're like, it's so true. Even though that's such a, um mm. obvious thing to say, or it's almost we, we a hacky thing to say in response to a comic is to go like, it's, but it's true. <laughs> it's like when you're able to touch on something that either like the Joe Mackey joke has been there all along and it's like low hanging, it seems like low hanging fruit, but no one's ever pointed it out. Those are great moments that are these awakening moments of like, wait, why did we all know Hitler likes white you know blonde hair blue eyes why has no one made that connection that's a brilliant moment of like cracking this thing but then there's the other thing of everyone's kind of thought it but are too embarrassed to even admit it to themselves so they haven't even in their mind they've thought it but they haven't even thought that thought like that's a weird thought they just think it and then they move on to something else Mm -hmm. and then you are reminded of that thought you had that one time and it makes you feel like well maybe i could have written that joke and you could have if you were paying attention to your thoughts the way we are in in the way that we have to to mine for this stuff but um that's the way i feel what do you think brian like what's the best compliment you could get from stand-up or or you know any of the art that you do i mean um the best thing i can the one of the best feelings i ever had was i was doing a show at a bar in vermont and no and nobody knew that there was going to be a show and they were all drunk and they were watching the fucking college football playoffs, which is like, you're not going to pull them away from that. Yeah. And everyone was just going up into a meat grinder and just like one person and really some really like embarrassing things happened. Like somebody um, took out a dollar bill and put it in one of the comics pockets. Like they were a stripper. So it's like, this is not good. Um, and then like something really weird happened was like, I, 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 one of the comedians who I just met came off stage and I was like, man, this is a, this is a rough crowd. And then is this in Burlington, this was, um, no, it wasn't Burlington. It was, it was Sorry. A, around there. Um, okay. Killington. It was Killington. Oh, and it sounds like you just made that up. It's <laughs> a real, they don't place. have a coat factory. No, they don't. <laughs> they have a coat hanger factory. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's called Killington. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a really weird moment after the, this comic I never met before. You know, we're all comics, so we get to talk. And she came off the stage, and I was like, "Good job! That was, this, this, this crowd fucking sucks." And she refused to admit that the crowd was bad. She said, "I thought they were good. I thought they were fine." I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" I, I, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Nobody the entire night got a single laugh. Nobody even got anyone to pay attention, and yet she's trying to go against <sighs> like me. Them. Into thinking that this is a yeah. good crowd? No. And then she no, left. Honey. She didn't even stay for the other comics. So anyway, I went up. Is that girl still around doing comedy? I'm sure she is. Um, mm. I went up last on the show and I fucking got him. I got him. Yes. I, it was the most, I, I, it was the most, it was the happiest moment of my life in uh, comedy halftime. for just like, <laughs> I figured out, it's almost like a parlor trick. I figured out what to do in that situation where no one's paying attention, everyone's drunk, they don't want to hear what you're saying, you can't just go up and do material, you need to do something else to get their attention, and so I did, I did my, um, I asked, I told people to yell apples at me. 
Oh, that's great. I said, yell an apple at me and I'll tell you what I think about it. And I did that. Oh my and God, the hilarious. End, they almost like picked me up and like, you know, at the end of the sports. <laughs> oh my it was, God. I, was, I walked down the aisle high-fiving people. I got like seven new Instagram followers. It was incredible. Cool. Like, it was one of the best moments. Fuji. Gala. Yeah. That is a great like, that's a fun. moment. Yeah. And uh, so that I moment, I that. guess, would be like if someone was crying during a song. Yeah, Wait, no, that's Nikki, absolutely. What was the song that you sang? I don't think did you say it? Oh, oh, oh. So it's I wanted to talk about this earlier because it's it's been a while since this has happened for me, but I have a new song for my funeral playlist that I need to be played at if I die. And I haven't added it on Spotify yet to it. So listeners, I'm going to depend on you. If I die, please contact my parents and let them know this needs to be on my playlist. It's by Boy Genius, who is the super group of um Phoebe Bridgers and two other Lucy's Lucy, Lucy, Lucy something Dacus and that and Dakin Julian and Jillian Baker Julian Baker. Julian Baker I'm obsessed with those girls as well I'm embarrassed that I didn't know their names yet but I have not had the time and to Stephanie do deep Meyer. dives on them I haven't had the time to do deep dives on those girls yet but I am or, or however they identify I'm obsessed with them though and um and I'm like each individual like I really was kind of rolling my eyes about this group at first because just everything Phoebe Bridgers does is cool. And it's like, God, can she just not be cool for one second? But this is a fucking great band and three part harmonies with all these women is, and they're all great musicians, all great songwriters. And they all are like really actually good friends. I've watched countless interviews with them. They're, they don't think they're cool at all, even though they are. So like that adds to it. They're kind of like that matchbox 20 vibe of like, they're not trying to be like they are cool because, and they make cool choices and you could accuse them of being, but they are not, they're genuine artists and they're great. But the song is called not strong enough. And I found it because there was some Instagram meme that was like, um, it was said something about like a basic bitch. Like we know who you are. Like if you all, you love all of these things, you're struggling right now because, uh, it was it, it, there was a couple things on this like um what are they called starter packs you know when those memes do those things of like this is the starter pack for a soccer mom from okay you know Phoenix wow. and it'll I feel be like, like I'm plugged in and I've never seen one of those but that sounds never cool. seen starter packs that sounds like a great so meme yeah so this it's it'll just be like what that person would wear like this mm-hmm. kind of tank top this kind of water bottle this kind of phone these kind of shades this kind of bumper sticker and it was some starter pack for something and a couple of the things items on it if anyone comes across this meme please send it to me because i you it's so hard to google a meme you can't find them <laughs> for the life of you but it was some kind of thing it wasn't completely a starter pack but it was about the type of girl and it said something like and you have not strong enough by boy genius on repeat or something like that. <laughs> and I had never heard that song, but I related to almost everything else in the, the starter pack where I'm like, well, this clearly is going to be up my alley. And I've started listening to it in um, the airport uh, in Denver, I think coming back from your wedding. Oh, it was it last weekend. Yeah. No, it was this past weekend. Oh. So wherever I was, oh. was it past this weekend? No, it was a weekend before. I, mean, I don't know where I was coming from. Um, did we have shows or something? I forget my life. Oh, yeah. You're in California. California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I forget my life. Yeah, I was with my dad and I was coming back and I started listening to it. And at first I was like, yeah, it's all right. And then listen four or five, uh, I'm, I'm hooked. And then by listen 20, it's memorized. 
And then, um, and then yesterday I started to learn it on guitar and then I finished it and and now it's like complete and I have the whole thing memorized and the guitar is very hard to do. The strumming is like ding, 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 ding. It's like really, really fast. And I was looking at it being like, okay. Nikki, calm down. You're not going to be able to, this is too fast. And this strumming pattern is too intricate and it's too weird. You're going to need like, give yourself a month or two to get this down. Let's slow it down. And I only slowed it down once and I was able to get it after slowing it down once. I sped it up to, cause I learned this lesson from, um, uh, my vo- a vocal teacher. I'm taking like online a course of, she said, that Anya and I thought this was very interesting if you're ever recording something and it's too high for you mm-hmm. um have someone just with their instrument take it uh down or take it up a half step and then just sing that uh, up a half step and then go back to recording it and it'll be so much easier cuz you're doing it harder you're like right. working out with a mm. so either you know it was a great tip and so I I went faster on it. And then by the time I went down, it was able to get it. So I've become obsessed. And then I worked on it yesterday at my voice lesson. And then he gave me some pointers. And then today I came in and presented it and he cried. And it oh was my great. God, that's so cool. Was so nice. I don't even want to listen to it because he always sends me the recordings and it's better in my head than I'm thinking what it was. Oh yeah. So I'm just going to leave it alone and just let it be and maybe listen to it in many years yes. from now when I'm much better and I can go, oh, it's so cute. You thought you were good and then you made him cry. <laughs> Why is thing. that? Like, I remember photographs of myself that I was just absolutely disgusted by like in my early 20s and then I'll look back at them and be like, oh, I got to find that picture where I was really overweight. And then I'm like, I'm so cute. What was I thinking? I know. Mm. I like know. I was fine. I was absolutely adorable. Like it's, who cares? It, it happens to me within, you know, I just recently did a photo shoot in Phoenix and this guy sent all over all of the pictures. It's a newspaper. And I, yeah, the newspaper guy. Yeah. And I good couldn't. Memory. Thank you. Yeah. Good memory. You want to hear the headlines I came yes, up with? with that I've been post. dying to and, hear and these. He, and he hated them. He hated them. He like quickly wrote back, <laughs> well, keep brainstorming. <laughs> <laughs> I have no while idea what you guys are talking know. about. While you're looking okay. that up, can I just say Nikki yeah. Pod memes? Nikki Pod memes. Can you do a, a starter pack for besties? That's a great oh, meme for your. That's account. Oh, that's a great. What would meme. be a besties okay, starter yeah. pack meme? You have to have oh my a Nikki Glaser podcast T-shirt. Getting to I do, but yeah. only the first third of it. Yeah. The book Getting to I do. Columbine um, book. Taylor Swift. A Columbine book. Every album. Yeah, I was going to say actually when people cry to music, the same when people say that you're my Taylor Swift to me. Oh, that good. gets through like nothing you would imagine. Like I know I'm not expecting everyone to say that to me unless it's true. I would hate for you to say it unless it's true. But you know the way I feel about Taylor Swift. If you communicate to me that I'm your Taylor Swift, I will like make love to you right there. Like I will try to give you everything. I, I will like put myself inside. I like grab people that say that because I just know I can't even imagine anyone would ever feel that way about me. And it just feels so fucking good. Um, okay. What, what did I say? Oh, it's so bad. These were like, cause I was working with Chris to figure out what to say. So the, the idea is I did a photo shoot and the oh, guy wanted yes, me to hold a paper okay. and to look surprised at the newspaper. And then we were going to write a headline. That's like me going, <gasps> you know, about the headline, but the headline was going to be a joke. Right? So his like pitch was make it like 
Jeff Ross is funny or something. And I'm like, oh, Jeff, Ro-. like, cause he also photographed Jeff Ross. So he's like, you guys have a back and forth. You guys roast each other, you know, something like that. Not a like, yes, a bad idea, but also like, it's fine. Like, it's fine that it was bad. Um, I have to type in the keyword. So I finally, he was just like writing, like, do you have any ideas for this? Because this is the one that's going to go in his book. Like the, and he's, and I told him, let me come up with the idea for it. So, um, where did I I remember your idea that you were throwing around on the pod? What was it? Aging comedian figures out a way to get naked on (laughs) film. That was too meta and I never sent it, but that was the one I would have loved to do. Like if if I post it, I'll write that in the the caption. So you're Um, holding the newspaper like above your body and you're not clothed? Yeah. She's sitting on a picture, like in a booth, basically in in, an open booth. Like at a diner? Yes. Yes. No. Well, like it's in a booth and I have my legs crossed and the newspaper is like right over my legs and covering my boobs. But okay. I'm definitely you could tell I'm definitely not clothed. Um, OK, let me see where I wrote this. And so the headline is going to be on the back of the newspaper, but that's not the article yes. you're reading. But I guess I'm Great reading point. like where it says, like, see more, you know, <laughs> yeah. like I'm reading the second part. But we like, all for know more. that you only read the third. So you would not make it to that. I would more. never even I am in the <laughs> I'm reading an ad for something, you know, like there's. Yes. Um, so I was thinking Paul Rudd ages is would be a safe one. Sure, sure. Like just something stupid like that. Um, teachers get pay raise. Um, uh, Wolf Blitzer nudes leaked. <laughs> that would be funny. I like that. Um, female starlet keeps original nose. Um, and then spray tan causes cancer. And I'm very mm. obviously spray tanned in this photo. So I thought that would be That's funny. Good. And uh, but he shied so those away were, from the word cancer, probably. He wrote, please keep sending more as they come to you. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't like them. And it's all right, Paul. There's no, it's, uh, it's a hard uh, order because I, I don't want it to be like a classic joke. Yeah. Um, and I also didn't want to spend too much time on it because I'm not being paid and I'm not pr- going to put this picture anywhere because I, it's not my favorite picture of the bunch. So um, there's only so much work you can put towards something that, you know, like yeah. when someone asks you to do something and you go, you realize you've been working on it for an hour and you're like, wait, why, why am I doing this? <laughs> shocking, but, oh. about shocking article inside. Exact. That would be that I would approve of because it's so odd. It's just like <laughs> shocking article inside is so funny. Because you're looking at the inside. <laughs> bath, bed, bed, bath, bed, bath, and beyond coupon inside. And I'm like, twenty <gasps> percent off. Um, but uh yeah, so that happened today. I made my teacher cry. I'm going to see Ben Folds tonight. Um, and I'm I'll, I'll hopefully cry at some kind of song he sings. I went to go see Hall and Oates at the Hollywood Bowl and they saved their top three songs for the encore. So like the whole Get time you're listening the fuck out of there. Yeah. You're listening the whole time. You're like, man, when are they going to play rich girl? When are they going to play? Um, I can't go for that. I can't go for that. Yeah. yeah. And when, and then um, what's the other? Oh, uh, you make my dreams come true. And they, they didn't play them for the whole concert. And then, the encore comes and it's, oh, and then it's like, okay, now we're going to play, um, you make my dreams come true. And the fucking monitors broke this, the, the speakers. No. So, uh, Hall or Oates, I don't know which one's the main guy. He couldn't hear himself. 
So he didn't, oh, no. he stopped singing. And instead no. of stopping the concert and going back and playing it, he just went like, my monitor's broke. Oops, I guess I can't sing this. And then the band played through the song and then they just went on. No. Like, so the other guy was doing harmony, like harmonies to things like the main, the main vocals were not being sung. The main, and, and he was unapologetic. He's like, I can't hear myself. I, I guess I can't sing. You see the Lewis Capaldi clip where he loses his voice on stage yes. and oh. Glastonbury, they all like fill in for him and sing his hit song. That was sweet. What's his hit song? That was sweet. I couldn't watch it because I was so nervous for him. He, apparently there's a, a documentary of him and I, I love him on any chat show. Talk about someone that you can say you love, which I don't, my whole thing about loving actors, you can love singer songwriters because they're being like actually vulnerable. And if actors write their own stuff, you can love them. But I'm not letting you say you like actors anymore. No one gets to say it. Um, but uh, yeah, he seems like I love Louis Capaldi. I think he seems like a really funny, humble, uh, goofy, really um, just cute guy. And then that moment at Glass, I couldn't watch it, but it sounded cute. Did you watch it, Anya, where everyone sings for him? Yeah, I did on mute. Yeah, exactly. I know. Like, isn't it this thing that is like essential that you hear it? I was like, that was really sweet on mute. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I couldn't. It was I couldn't unmute Papa fast enough. <laughs> I was like, I gotta hear this guy scream for his dad as he's being eaten by a fucking bull shark. I've seen so many Ugh. shows like that, and I know a lot of singer uh, singers who like they'll get sick of their song. Like, imagine if you guys recorded. You know, you have oh, recorded albums, it. and your fans expect you to deliver the joke exactly the way you did it at the age of twenty-three. I get it. You'd be like, Ugh. "That's what you signed up for <laughs> as a musician that wants to be a pop singer." Like, it's a part of it that I know it sucks. That's why I don't go to Broadway shows. I think they're bored, and I don't want to see people do things they're bored of doing over and over all the time. And they didn't write the Broadway show, so there's also that for me where they're singing songs they didn't write. But Matchbox Twenty, I. I don't give a fuck if you don't feel like singing unwell. You gotta sing it and you gotta sing it like the day you wrote it. And that's what Rob Thomas does because he appreciates his fan. At first, when you first start doing stand-up comedy, Brian, you know this, you have to do the same jokes every night because you have to get good at telling them. Oh yeah. Right? No. Like even now I have to do the same, uh, so, you know, a lot of the same act and I don't get to deviate a ton, especially when I'm working towards a special and it sucks yeah. because you're not as in it and it's a part of the process I don't like. But if my life required me to do the same jokes I did at 17 that might've been hits then, even now as I'm 39, I would really resent it and probably not pursue it because it's not, a, it's not what I want but actually no that is what i'm pursuing i do you you get it up and you sing anya there are times that you sing songs you sing your songs that you've sang a billion times and you're kind of like ugh, not feeling this tonight what do you do to like get it up for it like do you just or do you just go on autopilot or what do you do i'll mix up my set if i'm really bored i like to challenge myself and be like i'm gonna relearn like i'll do broken bottles which has a hard strum or something like that but if i'm tr i don't know if i'm ever really truly not into a song i just get into really? it i'm just like you just do get into how cool this is you're in a theater with all these people i mean there That's are nice. definitely rough shows and rough crowds like brian was talking about and that was the best thing to hear. Vermont. You win them over. But um Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've 
I, I think going, I agree with you, going to a show where you see someone like an icon do a bunch of hits, like Acid Jazz, which I saw someone who shall remain nameless, but everyone knows her name. And she just was bored on tour and was doing every song in a weird avant-garde jazz fashion. And it sucked. One, two, three, not that four. One. We not have her. got to move on now. I will tell no, you, I'm just kidding. it was a different one. I did go see Feist and I was so excited to hear My Moon, My Man. I love that song. And mm. she had chosen on that tour, and I love her. I love all her stuff. But on that tour, she was like yes. dimming the theater so that all of the lights were, it was like twilight, like you could barely see. And on stage, they had like barely any lighting. And then every song was so slow. And she did like one, two, three, four. I'm not exaggerating that fast. What are we at Brian's wedding? Let's <laughs> speed it up. When's the drop? It was like, you can do that in the choice. beginning for songs where we go, okay, they're having a little liberties. Get back to it though. Get on those BPMs that we know and like. <laughs> yeah. We want it at the speed we want to sing it to. Okay, we'll be right back after this. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Okay, we're back. Um, so Anya, ahead of the wedding, what are we feeling? What are the vibes? Are you uh, are you you are you excited to have that moment that Brian Frangie had where afterwards yes. you get to be like, it's over, yeah. and then you get to just sip your tea. I hope all I hope is my parents are in one piece. Everybody's like makes it to the wedding. <laughs> in one pieces. You want them to, you don't want your dad to wear that bikini again. Um, I just want everyone to, one to one stay pieces. healthy. My mom has like some health issues, so I just hope everybody makes it to the wedding and that you know, I write my vows eventually. I have not even begun and that don't I pick out the right girl. songs and that I can just have fun. I'm excited to do it. Um, I just, you know what you're walking down the aisle to? Yeah, his friend Chris Hansen, who's in the Natural Lines with him, is going to play live. He's going to do a song on guitar. He started cool. playing some Paul Simon Band the other live. day. And I was like, dude, can you play that? It was like so pretty, some finger pick thing. And then we might walk off to Kodachrome because I love that song. And Nikki and I played the Kodak Theater in, I forget where that was, upstate somewhere. Or, yeah. I don't know. Forget too. But it was, and I did Kodachrome and I just loved that song. And he was like, I know it. I'll play it. So we're going to go a little Paul Simon vibe. Or maybe I'll walk down the aisle to Nico's These Days. Is it Velvet Underground and Nico? I don't know. He played something oh, yeah. that was really pretty. I walked down the aisle to Simon and Garfunkel. You did? Yeah, yeah you did. It was a, what was it? A, America? Yeah, it was a guitar, dual guitar version of America. Oh yeah, my god! Really good. Chris was talking about doing America last night. Maybe we'll do that. And I'll <laughs> it was just copy so Brian. <laughs> I love that. Song what did you so walk much. off to when they go? We now pronounce you husband and wife or whatever. Um, Dancing in the moonlight by King Harvest. I didn't even know Everybody you did music for these parts. The I know. Everybody. Now Noah's starting to get the residual. She's getting the... Anya's <laughs> in the final stretch, so she's kind of like, go with some stress, and now it's being... Uh, now Noah's like, oh, it. God, I got to think of a song to come off to. Meanwhile, I'm adding to my funeral playlist because <laughs> I'm thinking way ahead. <laughs> I love that. I was talking I to someone the other day. I'm going to walk on the aisle, too, but, but God knows what I'm going to be carried down the aisle, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was talking to my ex-manager the other day. We still have a friendship and he was like what have you been working on I'm like oh just all this shit I have to do that I'm like you know getting all my shit together with finances and I got a financial advisor and he's had me doing like an estate plan and he's like I cannot believe you're doing an estate plan like getting my will together and everything and he's like actually that's a hundred percent on brand with you and he worked with me a decade ago so I guess I've always been like this like yeah. planning for the end 
Yes. It's the Jewish you should. Way. It's a nice thing to do. Yeah, it, it does make sense. Have you talked to, to your parents about this? The e- their end of just, life plan or mine? Yeah, like I think it's just like the har- so my therapist said there's three conversations that are the hardest to have with and it's uh death, sex and money. Yes. Mm. And Avi's dad just um called him the other day and he's like, "Oh, could you call me back? I I I want to, you know, like I went to my gravesite and I think I really like it Whoa. now and I want to give graves. you some land there. Oh. And I'm like, your dad talks to you about this stuff. This is like, that's amazing. really cool. Yeah. That's a hard conversation. I talk about it so often with my parents that it's become normalized for me to be like, dad, do not get that geode. I do not want to have to hold this up with Lauren someday and go, do you want this or do I want this? Or do we throw this away? This geode that dad bought when we were in Arizona on a trip that he doesn't need, that's just sitting on this shelf. So I reference it all the time. You know, even this past weekend, I was playing my dad's guitar and he was like, it's so cool that I'm going to have someone to give my, like my guitars will still be played after I'm gone by like someone that is me, you know, part of me. And then he started going like, and I'm trying to get Arlo into it. And I go, no, no, no. And he was like, I'll give Arlo a guitar. And I go, well, Arlo will have to go through me. I will have to die. Then Arlo will get, I'll give Arlo. Yeah, don't get any ideas. But um, no, we talk about the death thing a lot, but also not really talking about it because if I really, um, I can talk about my dad dying and, but if I engage my actual brain and turn it on, then my voice starts going like this (laughs) and I can't handle it and I will not go there really. But I I do talk about it all the time because I think it's the thing that scares me the most. Wait, so what was the other one? Sex? I got no problem with that. Death and then money. Yeah. Money finances. I also have no problem with. You Anya was saying that her dad was gonna ask everyone. Um, she was like, she was like, just Ugh. someone needs to run defense on my dad. He's he I'm scared he's gonna ask Nikki and Kate how much money they make a year. And I was like, <laughs> I'll gladly tell your dad what I make in a year. It's absurd. I'm proud of it. It's weird. He can tell everyone, I don't give a fuck. We need to be more transparent. People need to yes. know what actors are making. You need to talk it's absurd to my dad. And it's not fair. Because you don't judge and, people and I do. And you allow people to be weird and who they are and I don't <laughs> I'm not always I'm pretty judgmental but your dad asking we should be able to talk about money I remember Judah Friedlander comedian once told me that every comedian should tell each other what they make on gigs yes so that we know what yes. to ask for because we all don't know that's none of us in rights. This, that's unionizing that's all that's a huge dude thing. it's true yeah. and, and you, but you can get in trouble though for finding out or trying to find out like certain companies because they want to pay you all less oh, yeah. and it's like some i remember someone got an email that told them what everyone at their company made and they were like blown away at the discrepancy yeah. based on the job titles that are all the same and how much mm. it, it's like and so I don't like to talk about it because it sounds like I'm bragging and which in in a way it is. I'm not going to deny that like I'm like sometimes I get an offer and I go, I can't believe I was, you know, I even said on here I was offered, you know, to do that Dave Matthews thing. It was like $43,000, which I was bragging. Yes, but I'm also like, this is the kind of money these places have. People need to know about it. And people also need to know this is the kind of money people like me that have this kind of money. You better see us spending it towards good things. You better see us donating. You better see us like paying our taxes. 
you you and and I feel like I do do those things. You better see us lending money to our friends who might be in dire straits, who may or may not pay but us back you're anytime. Not but the you, problem. I mean, you're you're uh, but you're it, such I'm a part small. Of, I'm in the one percent. Well, the, the the it's the corporations. I, they have so much more money than sh- any of us can yes, even imagine. Obviously, but if we don't hold me to a standard or someone that's making as much money as me, then it can just we can just keep going up the chain and going. Well, I don't make as much money as Walmart. It's like no, I have more money. My mom the other day was like we're taking you out to dinner nick you and my you're and your dad and i are taking you out to dinner where do you want to go and i was like i want to go somewhere nice so i'm gonna pay okay because i don't want and she goes we're going to flavors do you want to do flavors indian and i'm like yes but no i really want to go to this miley place and there's like i know the entrees are like 22 dollars. it's way overpriced and my mom's gonna go this is ridiculous (laughs) and i know they want to pay and they want to treat me because i'm their daughter and i give them so much and it's and it's nice to let people pay for you sometimes i'm not trying to steal that from them but i just told my mom it really is dumb for you to that money means something to you and like you that goes towards like a trip you're saving for whereas to me I don't have a lot of family. This is what I want to spend my own money on. So it would be like we went to a place and I had a gift card there that's expiring tomorrow and you paid. That's how it feels to me Mm -hmm. to not let me pay because it doesn't, I need, you need to spread the wealth. You need to be, be generous with it. So I think that's why people, that's why I tend to talk about these figures is because um, I don't know. I wouldn't, I was Amy and I used to always hang out Schumer I used to find out what she made for things. And I just remember being like, no fucking way. Like, I didn't even know that was yeah, possible. You could make that money. <laughs> and then you as can a, ask for that when you get to that level. And you did. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and sometimes I do. But like, I, it's just, it makes me realize I didn't get into comedy for that money because I did not think that kind of money was in comedy ever. Yeah. I thought that kind of money was for J-Law. Not like. Yeah. Ali Wong and me, right. you know, but it's, it is. And, um, I'm proud and, of you, bitch. Well, I, it, it's, I'm just, I just got lucky. It, that's oh, all it is. Shit. But thank you for being, Seinfeld, pro- uh, being proud of me Can for getting lucky. Seinfeld? We need like a Seinfeld. No, no. <laughs> Even with she's Seinfeld She's got said, the voice. She's got the thing. I, she's born with it. <laughs> I know. I'm not denying that, but I'm saying that is luck that I was born with that. Oh, if I, I was born with something, it's luck. It's all luck. But you can still be proud of my luck. And thank you for saying that. Can I just but, say um, about then, people who work in cor- for corporations? Because I know yeah. that there's people out there who every year they go up for their raise and they can ask for 3% or they can go big and ask for 10%. And you have to know right. that corporations will pay you as little as they can get away with and not a penny more than that. They will go as low as they can that you're willing to accept. And if you're afraid to ask for 10% or 3%, just know that they don't give a fuck about those percentage points. They don't, it doesn't mean anything to them. You ask for as much as you think you're worth. And what I've seen is they will respect you more if you ask for more money. Yes. Yeah. It's so, my, someone in my life was trying to talk about doing a raise and was so terrified of, because he's, he's like, my job is already so great. It's absurd. I like love my job so much. I don't want to ask for more money because I would do this for less money. But the amount he works and the value that he, the job is easy for him because he's good at it. And right. that is what, why he's, that's why it's easy. And I struggle with this that's too, where I'm talent. like, it's easy. So why am I getting paid a lot? It's like, that's you're you're being compensated because it is easy for you. And his, he could not, 
he kept being like, I'm going to ask for like 2% more. And I was like, this, this company, I know, I know would not, that it is not anything to them to give you 50% more. It would not mean anything to their bottom line to give you a 50% raise and a hundred percent. So you not asking for at least 10 is, is absurd. So I, I hear what you're saying, Brian, like these companies, they can do it. Yeah. There is the money there. And I always think that there isn't because I also know that when I'm negotiating and someone's like, ask for an extra hundred grand because Whitney got that on this. She made millions on this and you're just getting this. Ask for extra hundred. I know that Universal, whoever the studio is, that it all ends up going to Jeff Bezos can afford to extra hundred thousand. But what I'm thinking about is the departments that are in charge of those financials that they do have a little bit of tighten purse strings. And I don't want Diane from accounting to get in trouble because I'm asking for more. So I'm, what do you think about that? When I'm thinking, when I'm thinking about these corporations, I'm like, yeah, of course, fucking whoever owns the CW can give me more money for F boy Island. I know they've got it. Whoever's paying CW has the money to give me more, but I'm worried about CW. Who's like trying to make do with what they have Mm -hmm. and whoever's working in their department. What do you say to that? Anyway, whether you ask for that money or not, it comes, it comes from a different budget. You know what I mean? Right, but whoever makes the budgets, I'm Whoever's like, they're going to get in trouble though, if they, they, they give have me the money. A, they have wiggle room. They they know how much money they can play with. And is it going to be you that gets the 10% or is it going to be fucking Brad who had the balls to ask for it? It's going to be somebody just so yeah. let it be you. Ask for it. Get that money. They have it. And what's the worst thing that can happen? Because I think some people are probably listening going like, Okay, but what if they go no and then you're fired because why would you ever ask for 10% more? You're they fucking psycho. They won't fire psycho. you because it will cost them why won't they? way more than 10% of your salary to find someone to replace you and train them. It's not worth How it to get rid of you. true is it that when you want things from people, they like you more. When you respect yourself and demand more things... People think you are more valuable. It's what you value yourself. I am using yourself. that tactic right now in 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 a, in a thing where it's like, uh, it's it's just absurd how much that works, and I don't like it. You know that that is that the more you ask of someone, the more they end up liking you because they have to convince themselves like I wouldn't just be giving this girl this thing for free unless I liked her. So they they convince themselves they like you even if they don't. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fucked up because it's manipulation, but it works. And there's the another is- reason. Uh, sorry, there's another reason why people won't ask for more money, and that's because to tell. That's because they feel like that. Well, we I like this company, and uh, they're like my family, and they treat me so well, and I don't want to push mm. the envelope. And that's another thing that everyone yes. has to realize: your yep. company does not give a fuck about you at all, at all. What? Oh, Brian! But Brian, this is a mom and pop company, and even though the guy at the top is a billionaire, yeah. uh, or maybe a multi-hundred millionaire, um, he's my good friend. Yeah, and he really does care about me. I mean, he was at my kids. Um, br- he was at the christening. Just wait for my child. until a larger company buys that guy's company and then does layoffs and gets rid of everything that you've ever loved about the company and eliminates <laughs> you. And that's why you got to get your money when you can. Just get it. Get your money. I'm kind get of of the point of view of, money. I like what you guys are saying, and I do believe in a lot of it, but I'm also like, I know what I need, 
And I don't just want to ask for like an exorbitant amount just to see if I can get it. Agreed. Like I like to live within my means and also I like to save obviously and I like money and I like having the convenience of money. But like I also like job security and I I know a bunch of people that were laid off because they were too expensive for that company. Like if this happens in radio all the time, they'll like fire the program director because the program director is making, you know, 220 a year or something and everybody else is making 60 a year so let's get rid of him or her because we'll save 220 a year that would have happened anyway because except the difference is they would have been making 180 a year and they would have been laid off Uh, at least make the 220 for the time you're there good point and i do believe i know what you're saying anya where it's like I, i often say that too where there was a recent thing that the my agents called me about and without going into total specifics they were saying you're in in this deal um final thought my agents called me and they were trying to get me on the phone they're like in this deal you are part of the deal is that you're gonna have to do more work and it might not be more money for you in the end there's a little bit more money but it's not enough to maybe be putting your name out there that much they get to use your name a lot and you're not getting a lot out of them using your name and then i said i hear you But having my name out there in any context where I'm saying I'm Nikki Glaser and it's playing on anything else is always good unless it's annoying, (laughs) unless my name is associated with something annoying. But I'm they were saying, like, this is not cool that they're going to use your name a lot. And I go, but I'm not not benefiting from this because the more my name is out there in any way, that's why I do tons of game. I do a lot of appearances for free on networks because I know the value of that airtime, whether that is an ad or not. And they're making money off of me being associated with this thing. Um, You know, there is a, there's an upside to that as well. So it's like, and it's like, is it that much more work for me? And am I going to be that greedy and be like, I want more money. Probably I should be. But at the same time, I'm like, let me just throw that. Maybe if I throw them this bone, they throw me other bones down the line right? or something like that. But um, there is something to, and there's something to, um, I don't need more, more like, I think some people get so greedy. I mean, we're seeing it with the billionaires who are trying to cage fight each other. They're like, we kind of gave up this, like this money race. Like, because we realize it's just like, we know they, they're always in competition. You know, the Zuckerberg and the, um, Bez, is it Zuckerberg and, um, Musk, uh, Musk. Elon Musk are going to cage fight, which is, just sounds like something that is a made up thing by AI, but it's real <laughs> yeah. that they're actually wow, going to try to do it. That. that was so a deleted scene from no. Idiocracy. Yes. And I realized it's so probably stupid. because they already like know who won the money thing and the power thing and they're kind of bored of that and they're like now it has to come back down to like arm wrestling like real physical prowess like we've already we already know pretty soon they're just gonna show us their penises and be like (laughs) (laughs) penis sword fight that's i would i would pay-per-view for that if they just revealed mark zuckerberg's little like flaccid penis i would love to see it And Elon Musk, like billionaires, probably are fine penis. They're obsessed with going up and down. They want to go into space, or they want to go underwater. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is Get going me in a on? Cage. 
because they cannot be contained and they constantly are unsatisfied. And I mean, what Enneagram are they? We're becoming obsessed with Enneagrams in the girls chat bingo card. Um, we, I'm a three. I'm a Anya's nine. Anya's a nine with Obama. Obama's a nine yeah. too. Now, what are nines like? Peacemaker. Mm. Peacemaker. And they don't mind being like helping yeah. a three. Yeah, we're really good at supporting others. And being like co-hosts and like co-stars and in a support position. I always tell people this. Anya could have been Taylor Swift if she wanted to be. Like she has <laughs> and the I talent. And I don't want to be. <laughs> and the voice. I'm not kidding you. You don't want to be. No, you had a record deal. You I'm were doing. starting to get signed up. Like you were starting to have that kind of rise to fame. Mm -hmm. Back if we go to the Twilight Times. And Anya was like, this is too much pressure. It's kind of too much for me. I'd like this to be Fiona Apple. Enough. I'd like to be... I in theaters, but not in sheds, not stadiums. But to be Fiona Apple, you have to have done like a ton of press and all the things that you didn't want to do. You didn't want that life of being, having emails constantly coming in. Like you want what Fiona Apple has, but what it took to get there, you just weren't, you didn't, you were like, this isn't like what yeah. my, this isn't my style. And I respect that so much. I don't understand it. It's like, it's so, it's so cool to me because we do need some of each, but I can't understand having <laughs> someone go, ha being born with the talent and then uh, obviously working hard to I like make a lot that of talent even better. Time. But you, I've watched you and I'm like, she has everything Taylor Swift has. There's no difference between their two talents. N literally none. The only thing is that Taylor Swift is a three that's and a very, she's not a nine. Very, that's, that's the best compliment. That's almost better it's than true. I cried during your song. Coming from no, Nikki. No, I will... I would, I'm not kidding you. Anya Marina is as talented as a songwriter as Taylor Swift and could be just as prolific and all these things, but she's not a three. She's a nine. And so she, things that make, that get her off, to quote my mom, <laughs> hi, um, do not, are not the same things. And that's what's so fascinating to me is that you can be born with all of these things, but if you're not the type of person who's motivated by praise and people loving you and strangers, thinking you did a good job and that's not like what fills you up then yeah. um then you're not gonna like d pursue that and i think i love i love the idea of someone being so talented and just being like no nah, i'm good like it's so cool and you are that maybe you're i mean Taylor i Swift. definitely would love to sell out theaters i'm just too wait, afraid wait, you, and anxious no anya come on accept what? the compliment be a good compliment acceptor do oh, the thing shit. No, yeah. no, she did. She I, gave I, it. She I did love it before. The compliment. Okay, she did. It was I do. as good but as I, I don't know okay, if yeah, it's, it's so <laughs> much like eh, I don't want it. I don't think that's totally true. Because the truth is, I yes, probably it is. No, I think I do. I would love to like be playing theaters, playing like an hour of my show, and not have to stress about it that. selling out. Right, mm. but you, but to get that, you have to do those other things, and you're not willing to do those things. Yeah. So I am saying you're like, no thanks. I just don't you could believe that. that I can do it. Probably, that's mm. not you. That's not true. You, because I've talked to you about your music confidence, and you have a hundred percent confidence. I would do in your the things. By the way, singer. Fiona yeah. Apple doesn't do a lot of interviews. I think Fiona Apple made some incredible records. I think it's a nice did, and I haven't made records that are like really resounding with people in this time of like TikTok and Instagram. I'm not willing to do all that. You're right. I'm not like willing to be on line all the could. time. 
but it was, what I'm saying is you could and you're just not willing to and that is yeah maybe that's true th- because like you're common, not it, it's true um, like common, I don't know how to do like make you do a that or you would enjoy doing but you that. don't no. you wouldn't enjoy it no. because you would be stooping to something that isn't artistically authentic yeah. to you and, and that's not to say Taylor Swift does stoops to that but Taylor Swift talked with a country accent for many years <laughs> mm-hmm. and she doesn't have one so <laughs> this girl did do things that were outside of what she wanted to do she's not from the south fit in no, she's from Pennsylvania and she went to Nashville, oh. but she she said y'all a lot when she was <laughs> yeah, coming I up saw because that, video. that was what they were packaging her as. And she went, and, and, you know, this and she's a child, by the way. There's no shade. I'm not throwing shade on Taylor for saying y'all. And by the way, I would fucking say y'all if I was being a country star for a few, if that's what I was going to start doing, you know? And like, yeah, the Katie Perry, I think country for like, yeah, it's, it happens. But, um, we got to find out yeah, what Brian just, is. Enneagram. Wise. Brian, yeah. Do you know what Enneagram you are? No idea. I'll pay you $12 to take the test. <laughs> Noah too, because it's $12 to take the test, but then you get a really good answer of what Enneagram you are. I'll, do it I'll for send $15. you the test and I'll Venmo you. Ask for 24. <laughs> Ask for 24. <laughs> okay. I'll give you $15 to do it. I will give you a 10% raise. I think is what it kind of amounts to. Um, great show today, guys. So Thanks fun. for uh, being here. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You guys, I hope uh, everyone has a great Anya's wedding weekend. Um, I got so many tour dates coming up. Let me just rattle some of those off. Uh, Vegas. Uh, well, that's not going to be until September again, but get those tickets now, September 29th and 20 and 30th. Um, Chicago, September 15th. That's a big one, guys. If you are in the Chicago area, want to plan a weekend to Chicago, the Chicago Theater, it's a huge venue. I want to sell it out so yeah. badly. I desperately want it. And I would love for every one of you besties to make an impact in selling that out. It would mean the world to me. That'll be September 15th. Then Peoria, um, Illinois, the next day, September 16th. Calgary, Alberta. I'm coming to Canada. I'm doing in a casino in Minnesota, Napa, California, Wheatland, California, San Francisco, San Diego, Iowa, uh, Lawrence, Kansas, my college town. If you oh. or anyone in that area, the lead center, I'm going to be back there. That's so fun. Boston, uh, Maryland, Delaware, uh, Atlantic City, we're doing again, Portland. Um, and then uh, I will be in Munhall. Someone said, Nikki, come to Pittsburgh or, um, or Philly. I think Munhall is close to one of those. Uh, Detroit, Michigan, Denver, Colorado, Massachusetts, Connecticut. I don't know what that one is, but <laughs> that's, that's in February. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll tell you later. Mash and Thank you guys for listening to the show. Mash and Tuck It. Well, I don't that know. That sounds that's right. like something you <laughs> tell someone who yeah. wants to. Who's putting CBT. on a dress for the first time? Is it Mash trans and woman? Tuck It? Mash and Tuck It. Um, that's how you remember it. I'll be there February 17th. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Don't be ca- And just ask for that raise, bitch. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. 
Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 